Everybody ready? Yep. Let's go. Ahsoka! Four Midwest Guys presents... Star Wars Rebels HQ. Battles leave scars. Some you can't see. All across. I'm afraid it's changing. I will never let my friends get hurt again. Your anger gives you strength. Governor Price, these rebels have proven particularly stubborn. How do you intend to solve this problem? I need someone who sees a bigger picture. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics. But their history, philosophy, art. I must become more powerful. <laughs> Split the treasure. Oh, that's a classic. One last glorious day in the Grand Army of the Republic. Jedi am Sith. The light and the dark. They'll be the architects of their own destruction. The key destroying the Sith. Hello everybody and welcome back to Star Wars Rebels HQ. Tonight we'll be reviewing episode 17, season 3, episode 17 through Imperial Eyes. Here with me to do this is my brother Aaron. Hey, how's it going, man? How's it going, dude? Yeah, and right. doing good? Good. Yep. And he's back. The man, he's finally back. He's <laughs> been gone for forever. It's only been like 3 episodes, man. It's crazy. So the whole Rebels crew is here uh to uh Help us break it down. So, all right. So let's get right into it, guys. Uh, right off the bat, it's a very different uh, <clears throat> point of view, so to speak. Uh, right off the bat, we actually get to see through Callus's eyes for the opening scene of the uh, of the show, which is dramatically different from anything we've seen so far. I mean, it's a little different. I'm not sure if it really throws off the pacing that heavily. Yeah, but I mean, it's an interesting, you know, sort of camera shot. I liked it. I thought it was really different. Um, Floney's even said that he thought about shooting the entire episode that way. I don't know. Do you think that I'm would have worked, Brian? No. I'm no. Glad yeah, I think that would have been a lot harder, especially since we had a few moments where we did kind of shoot around from Ezra's point of view to Thrawn and yeah. two other people. I think it would have made it a lot harder to do it exclusively from like one angle that was you know kind of changing the whole time. I think it would have been interesting to keep going and not know who it was at first, like for maybe like the first five minutes or something. I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like in order for like the plot, like you'd have to kind of switch or like know who you're talking about like pretty early on. Like, because otherwise like a lot of this episode revolves around Callus kind of being deceitful for other people. So yeah, it would have been really difficult to kind of play the storyline. Yeah. Uh, with that point of view. It was still, it was kind of, it was interesting anyway. Yeah. Nothing else, I guess. So, um, so let's move on to the, the shuttle scene and, uh, it's the return. We before we get to the shuttle, actually, the return of Lieutenant. Uh, uh, I forget how to pronounce his first name. Yogurt. It's List. It's Lieutenant List. Let's just call him that. Lieutenant Yogurt List. Yogurt. Yogurt. <laughs> yogurt. I hate yogurt, yogurt. especially with strawberries. Um, yeah. Uh, so we last time we saw List was season two, the Princess Leia episode, or Princess of uh, from Alderaan. Um, Still eager, but still still very gullible, I guess. Yeah. yeah, He's not a particularly likable character in that he just comes across like an idiot. 
So. Yeah, pretty much. He's the bumbling idiot. Yeah, I, I mean, he basically comes across as he'll do anything, anything to impress whoever he needs to impress to try to get promoted or whatever. Mm. So, and he doesn't even think about. He, there's no brain activity. So, as soon as somebody says something, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm going to follow it and do it." Yeah, blindly. Yeah. Um, kind of get a sense that since the. Since his run-in with Princess Leia, that he's been kind of labeled maybe as incompetent, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's something you see kind of heavily through the Empire, really. Yeah. Like on the lower levels, like there's a lot of people that just kind of get middle management and just aren't particularly good at it. Yeah, but even he's, you know, even he's like he's, he's embarrassed, but he, he seems embarrassed when he starts talking about the princess. You know, even he says the last time I was in front of the Imperial High Command was. You know, during the princess, when I was with the princess, yeah, from he didn't make Alderaan. a good impression, right? Something like that. So, yeah, I, there's definitely like if you want promotion, you have to kind of think about your standing within the ranks, and clearly, it did not, you know, do reflect well on him. Uh, so, he at least doesn't have a very good opinion of himself. So maybe that you know reflects to others. And no, kind of I, I think he through. just has an accurate opinion of how others view him. Like, there's probably yeah. lots of comments you don't see on the show, right? <laughs> there's, there's been a long history between you know episode you know or season two episode whatever till now till now well there's a long history of people just giving him shit behind his back or to his face i mean he does at the start he is it seems like he's walking past in the hallway like ah, dumbass yeah probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah. although he does still have command of i guess like a small cruiser but mm. still... look at me i'm lieutenant dumbass <laughs> <laughs> There's just a lot of stormtroopers that say and shit. And it's like, like, which one of you said that? He's like, cut it out, TK-427. <laughs> <laughs> but he also, obviously, he wants to make amends for... Yeah, I mean, he, he wants to improve his standing. That way he can, you know, be right. promoted to a higher position or different, better or location. at least be, quit being Lieutenant Dumbass to, under the breath of everybody that he... <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> I mean, that may work out for him, but after this, probably not. Right. So Ezra intentionally gets himself caught, dresses up as the bounty hunter, hmm. and he's there to get Callus out because apparently the Imperials, or they think the Imperials are monitoring his last fulcrum transmission. Hmm. So, so he's there to bust him out. They're um, on to him. What's that? Say so th- they think they're on to him. They're on to him, yeah. Um, what Callus hears is he seems kind of relieved at first, but then he seems kind of hesitant. Maybe mm. he doesn't want to quite leave just yet, or yeah. maybe he doesn't feel comfortable. He doesn't have a shiny rock on board. He can't take off without it. Well, you know what's weird is, I, I don't. It's hard to tell if he's hesitant because he feels he needs to, like, atone for something. Like he still has more work to do, or if it's a, I don't trust them. Either. I don't really know if I want to go completely with the rebels. Quite because right now he can go. He can go. He can. He can back out and say. I was working as a spy and blah, 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 and I know what the mm. rebels are doing. Yeah. Or I can go the other way and say, I've been working for a spy for the Empire and I know what they're doing. Okay. So, so, so you think, like, he was only really working, like, as Fulcrum just to get that one lady just out of power to take her spot? Well, no, but, I'm, but, like, but once he goes with the rebels, there's yeah. no going back and he's oh, no. 100% with the rebels. Right. But as he is right now, it's. He still, he could still, he still has options. Options. Yeah. Okay, so I was kind of looking at it more as a trust issue with the rebels themselves, but you could be right, Brian, it's a that he's that he's uh, you know having second thoughts or that he still wants the option of maybe not going that way. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
obviously they leave behind the helmet. So Callus's big mistake here in this episode is, you know, number one, when Liz says he's going to take Ezra with him, he goes, he, he immediately tries to save Ezra. Mm. Not only do they leave that helmet behind, but he also basically sticks up for Ezra and therefore kind of puts his neck out there and says, well, this guy, he has, He's just a bounty hunter. He's, I'm not sure if that's sticking out you know. like his own neck or is like as much as trying to preserve it. Because I mean, generally, if you take Ezra to Thrawn directly, it's going to come across as being kind of like a weird thing. Because Thrawn has a better idea of who he is than a lot of other people within the Empire. Oh, okay. So I didn't think about that either. So you think that no, Callus is doing a, as a self-preservation act more yeah, than because, trying like, to save Ezra? It would come across that way because Callus has had multiple run-ins with like the rebels and the jedi of the rebels particularly so you know as it goes on to later in the episode he should be able to point them out pretty quickly okay well brian what do you think yeah i mean like they they even mentioned that they knew the artwork from the helmet and he's like it looks like blah blah sabine blah 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 which actually seemed like a bit of a stretch at the end to be honest like yeah it's kind of graffiti like sure but i'm not sure if i i bought into that big time he's like well then and he said plenty of run like you said if you had plenty of run-ins he should be able to why would he say something he would know who they are essentially the entire first season of this show is just callous you know having run-ins with the jedi and then just messing it up so yeah yeah so I mean, I don't think... I think he didn't want Ezra to get taken over there. Yeah. Because he knew what would happen if you know if Ezra goes over there. Yeah, because they're both out. Like, uh, yeah, but I don't think he was sticking his neck out, per se, because he was talking to Dumbass. Well... Basically, what he said. Because, you know, Lieutenant Dumbass was like... You already got a confession out of him. Impressive. Yeah. 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 I, I see what you're saying. Do you think he could have done anything differently, though? Other than... Other than, Other than outing, putting the helmet not outing in the Ezra, shoot? not really. Well, because he's by not outing Ezra, he's he's basically he is putting his neck out there because he's saying that even though because he he knows who Ezra is, mm. yes. and Thrawn knows that he knows. You know, not to get into the he knows he knows mm. shit, but you know, so he's he's putting you know he's putting that fact out there. I mean, kind of but at the same time. I think it's also just a delaying tactic. Guilty by non-admission. Yes. Precisely. What, did, what were you saying? Oh, there? I think it's just a delaying tactic because, you know, you do have to have Kanan and um, uh, Rex. Rex. Rex, you know, kind of escort him out of the ship. Or if, you know, he needs that as a last resort to, like, get away, mm-hmm. then you still kind of have to preserve Ezra. Right. So he's maybe just... Especially because if you give Ezra in, he could out you. Right. So, so... he, I mean, he could try saving himself by outing Callus. Okay, so it's, again, it's self-preservation, or he's just trying to buy time. Yeah, to give Ezra a chance to get. Well, out. I mean, both yeah. instances, even if he's buying time, that is also for self-preservation and for a last-minute escape if he has to. Okay, well, that, I, I could probably see that. I mean, that, like I said, I just never really, I didn't think of it as a more of a self-preservation. I thought of it more of him trying to save Ezra from that point of view. But that, mm. that's a good point, though, that he's he's actually doing it to save his own skin. Yeah, I think a lot of what you see Callus do for the large part does kind of come across as self-preservation or, you know, trying to improve his position. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's move on. So they end up on Thrawn's ship. A um, couple observations I made right away. It seems Thrawn runs a much tighter ship than we've seen in other Imperial Star Destroyers. Uh, there's definitely more restrictions on who has access to each facility. 
very to much. each part of it, or he keeps better track of it. He does. He, he keeps uh, right off the bat, though. You know, we learn that there's an imperial code just to get on his star destroyer. Mm. The other star destroyers, the ships kind of come, come and go. Come and they, well, go. They never really say that there isn't a code. But right. They pretty much just come and go. Yeah. There's no for a star destroyer. It's just kind of yeah. Like there's no story mention of it anyway. Right. That's the first time we've actually heard of needing a code. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I noticed, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, was looks like all the stormtroopers appear to be. They all have at least the uh, the orange uh, shoulder shoulder pad. shoulder pad, which we know from the movies is kind of like a sergeant mm. or a higher rank stormtrooper. So. Yeah, like it's an elite guard sort of thing. Right. So they're all at least experienced stormtroopers of some sort or some mm. kind, or at least some yeah. sort of a leader. I didn't. I don't think we saw any regular stormtroopers till maybe the very end. Yeah, and even then, there wasn't. Too, didn't seem to be too many of them. So. Yeah, there seemed like you had a lot of veterans or a lot of very experienced stormtroopers on board. So that he he definitely values mm. um, having the experience instead of not having the oh, yeah. experience. Uh, it could also be that you know, with his position, he's allowed to kind of start choosing some of his staff. So A team, B team. Yeah, exactly. So he's probably gets to pick. Pick mm. of the litter, so to speak. Well, yeah, and then, I mean, he was... Before this, he was in a warlike situation, so a lot of that might have been just soldiers that stuck with him and survived through it. Yeah. The other big reveal for me, and I never put two and two together, because I, I think, Aaron, you and I even had a conversation about this not that long ago. The pens. The pens. Yeah. I always thought it was just part of their uniform rank, but mm. no, they're actually code cylinders, which are kind of like fancy keys, mm. which actually... Key fobs. Key fobs, yeah, and they sit. They actually fit into those R two D, those R two portals. That's what mm. I've always thought them to be. Yeah, like I never thought humans could ports. access them. Yeah, they're droid ports. But apparently, no. These little pens that yeah. we are yeah, actually, I've never known this either. Like you see them in the films, you see mm-hmm. them like all over the place. Yeah, and some of the people have like excessive amounts of them, like several. And oh, you yeah. just assume that's you know part of the war. Right. Ranking. I just thought yeah. it was a higher ranking. I never put two and two together that they're actually used for. Putting into the R2 unit to access or turn, turn things on mm. and off. Like in this episode, we saw them turn off the surveillance cameras and yeah. open the, the doors with it. And they and they're also, they also also carry their own personal rank and ID and infor- login information, essentially. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like basically it's just your, your, your key card access at work. Right, exactly. Except it's in a cylinder form instead of like a badge. A badge. badge. Yeah. Because I guess it's too easy to steal a badge, but you can't steal a pen. <laughs> well we saw what happened right yeah but yeah it was just uh it i just never thought of it it just yeah it i never, had no idea what they were and i was for. like when i watched like huh son of a bitch that, no, no, that <laughs> makes way more sense than just being like yeah decorative decorative piece or anything it's like, oh okay <laughs> Flare. yeah they're, yeah look at all my pens yeah <laughs> you're supposed to have 23 pieces of flare bob yeah <laughs> <laughs> But it also explains why the rebels have them too. Yeah, because we were always wondering. Yeah, and I did some. Um, yeah, yeah like, even when you go back to what was it, well, we Rogue ta- One? I was saying we were like talking about Rogue One, one. and the little circle when they were all yeah. standing there. Yeah. We're like, what's yeah. this? Yeah, what are yeah, the like, pens for? Even yeah. people like um, uh, on the rebel side had lots of them. Well, uh, Han Solo even had them in uh, um, Episode Seven. Yeah, he had them on his jacket, and I was like. Why does he have that? Is he still part of the Rebel mm. Alliance? Yeah. No, they're just damn. They're keys. They're freaking keys, and I never real, <laughs> realized it until yeah. now. Like, this one's to my Equinox. This one's to my Ranger. This one's. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Thrawn obviously uses these as well. Um, he they have to turn over their. Uh oh, we lost the mic. We lost the mic. 
Are we good? Yeah, I think we should be fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. I, I don't know what happened. It was probably me. I probably knocked it. Anyway. Um, but yeah, we see Thrawn. He really values these, or at least the use of them, because yeah, they have to turn over their personal ID. Well, it tracks them. Good codes, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can to either view that as being really micromanaging or just having like really good security records. Well, I think for it's probably both. I mean, because just to get into his office... Even Liz goes, well, I'm, I don't have to give you my, my, my code cylinder. I, I, I'm a lieutenant. Yeah. And does that when they go into the office yeah. for both List and Callus. Right. Like, yeah. not just one person opens up and no. they all get to walk in. They both have to have it. It's and called, that's, you know, with someone on guard. Right, exactly. All the businesses do that now. You know, you can't, no piggybacking. With well. Key, uh, key card access. Even though, like, one person does and then the four or five people come in right behind them. Right. Yeah. It, it, well, I mean, you and I know that from working at the airport. That's a big no-no as well, right? Yep. You know, I don't think we're giving away any trade secrets there, but, uh, but yeah. So he <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a big uh, it's a big it's a big deal, you know. So he's using this. He's it's security everywhere, and it doesn't matter who you are. If you want to get into Thrawn's office, you've got to turn over your yeah. Probably the only people exempt, I would think, from Thrawn would be maybe the Emperor and Vader, and that would probably be it. Well, you would assume. They didn't have to turn him over. Well, they had to in order to... He, had, he put him in the, the him terminal, and he gave him back. Yeah. He had, they had to show that they were pro, they had permission to be yeah. there, and they had to have access. So. Claim they are who they say they are and all that sort of thing. And it just shows Thrawn's more meticulous kind of demeanor. Yeah. Which is really weird. Steps. that You would think there would have been two guards there at the door... One to do the tr- when he turns his back to put the key in, yeah, and the yeah. other one with the gun on the person as they're why they're well, yeah. That I kind of thought the same thing actually. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but yeah, I did. I thought I think that was more of a plot thing. But, but it was, yeah. was kind of weird. It was like so we have one guard and he takes their stuff, turns his back to him to put the stuff in there. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. He's not gonna get jumped and have his key card taken and used, right? Or just yeah. They just make their way. Well, maybe he doesn't have access himself. That's why he has to take their. <laughs> He's like, I just stand here, open a door that I can't unlock. <laughs> He's not allowed in. Hello. He's just a stranger. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Is it nice in there? I've heard good things. <laughs> let me out. Let me out. Let me in. Let me in. All right. Um. So let's move on to Thrawn's office. We find out Thrawn has a dojo of his own. I thought this was the weirdest part of the episode, to be honest. Really, I found it very right, so. And I actually he liked invites it a lot. people over to the meeting. Yeah, there's people already there waiting for the meeting. He's like, "Oh, well, they're going to be a minute. I'm going to just go to hang out in the dojo and attack some assassin droids. Yeah, Why not? Because they're all they're except for maybe Colonel Yularen. And then the rest of them, they don't them, matter. He doesn't like, care. Well, the thing is, like when he sees them, he's like, "Oh, you're here. Done. Yeah. Off." thing goes up like yeah. it just it's weird timing it's like it seems so impractical i just thought it was i just thought it was thrawn being thrawn thrawn's like i uh, i'll i i don't have i'll do what i want because i don't none of you people matter to me it, it's just one of those i have a spare minute i better above, use that to make good use well, of my time he's above him but he's it shows a different side of Thrawn, because up to now, he's just been Thrawn the tactician. Well, no, it's just one of the things, like, I feel like this is thrown in just so you can show that Thrawn is more than a tactician, like... Probably. Like, because it makes no sense in terms of, like, in, like... Like, I have a meeting in one minute. I'm going to keep fighting. Oh, it's time? Okay, now stop. Oh, he's just waiting for him to get there. He's uh, making good use of his time. I don't know, it just... I didn't have a problem with it at all. I thought it was... 
it, it just seems socially it. weird. Like, there's people back there waiting on him. Yeah, well, that was care. the part that I didn't, I didn't understand. Like, I was like, oh, okay, so he was doing it until the people got there for the meeting, and then they walk into the other room, and there's already people in there for the meeting. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. No, I thought it was. I thought that was just for for you me. Know, like, for me, it was like that's just throwing. No, throng. but like socially, that'd be viewed as kind of rude, yes, right? It would. Okay, in our social setting, but. Not the Thrawn. He, not in the Imperial one, though. Everybody, everybody in that that meeting. Like, there's is a guy who's like, Thrawn. there's a guy where they introduce like, oh, well, he's here just to help us out. He's you know from a far away you know now, ship thing. Now, but you, yeah, let's fuck him. I'm gonna go work on the dojo. Now, if you now if the Yularen was there, the Colonel was there in the room at the time, or Governor Price was there at the time, he probably wouldn't have done that. But he doesn't see those people as equals. He sees those people as inferior. Mm. And therefore not worthy of his time. So he's going to do what he wants until it's time to actually, till everybody's there, to do what he needs to do. I'm just saying it, it came across as kind of weird. And it seemed like just okay. convenient from a plot point. So, That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, it was. But let, let's, let's think about it for just one second. Uh, and I'll stop arguing it. But you have the, the Admiral, who he's made a mockery of in the past, is there. Admiral... Um, um, uh, Constantine. Mm. Okay, that's the guy he's he's hung out to dry in front of everybody. He's like, oh, one ship will be more than enough for you, Admiral. And mm. he ends up, he humiliates him. Oh, no, I'm, have, I'm not saying he hasn't humiliated like, other yeah, people in the past. But everybody has. in that, that meeting, he, he looks down upon. Everybody. I mean, you get callous. He Except has no for the reason. special assistant that came over from the training facility or whatever. Right, but he's not in that room until... No, no, Until he is. later. No, no, he's there from the beginning. He's yeah. there when he's working out. That's why it's weird. I don't think he's there. He comes because he comes in later. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure he's hanging out in the room, and then it's um, both Callus and no, because he introduces uh, that you know enter the room. Like, but he he introduces him later, and he comes walking out of another room. I don't know. I thought, like, unless he's like just sleeping on the now. couch or something. <laughs> like it seems he's, like he's there because Callus is taking. He walks out looking at his legs like yogurt. <laughs> okay. All right. Either way. So let, <laughs> now we've gone on a ten minute tangent about social uh, things. <laughs> about social faux pas. <laughs> faux pas. <laughs> it, it just seemed one of those things. Like it just seems so like there is a plot point. Okay, because like, it doesn't make sense in All any right. other context. It's just there to force that storyline. Okay. It'd be, it's to be like if when we when we start our podcast, you're like, we're gonna do our podcast at twelve forty five, and it's like twelve forty four, and me and Aaron are sitting in here, and you're you're upstairs like just doing working out or something. Like, <laughs> like um, okay. All right, I'll concede. Maybe it's a plot point, Aaron. All right, that, that's that's all I'm getting at. It, okay. it just seems forced. <laughs> right. That that's my only point. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so Thrawn has a dojo. And in that dojo, we see the return of... He has two uh, Imperial Sentry droids. Mm. Uh, Ezra actually calls them Assassin droids. But the last time we saw these guys... You don't see them often. No, not very often. Uh, Because the last time we saw them was the beginning of Season 3 with uh, Hondo. And the uh, Winkathu job episode. So, I thought it was pretty cool that you see him fighting not just one because one would be enough for anybody else but he's mm. take, he's taking on two well yeah but you don't know like how those are programmed well they try to kill him later so oh yeah well clearly oh I think they tried to kill him later because that's how Cal is programmed him Maybe. Maybe that was like there's different settings. It could be sparring. Like he and special ones made that have training settings. You got easy, not so easy, medium, and kill mild, hard, kill. 
But yeah, I, like, I, Thrawn's normally a medium to you know hard guy, but the kill was a bit much. Yeah. But anyway, I thought it was. I really liked. Him oh yeah, it's cool. Showing it, it him is. take on two. Of oh these yeah, it was robots. it was very neat to see, be able to see him like in battle. Battle, yeah. Well, that, I mean, you because also see a, like those little like weapons like selection oh, yeah, he has, and got, there's actually some unique sort of things that like, oh, you don't yeah. see often throughout the universe. No, he's definitely got like his own private dojo, like mm. I said, set up for this. You know, yeah, for and it seems and like combat. he trains like there was like a tonfa like weapon there that seemed like kind of like something that was, there was a bit unique. You don't yeah, see there often. Was, Quite a bit of uh, different staffs, and I didn't see any, like anything that looked like a sword, but definitely a lot of different staffs and clubs mm. and whatnot. Well, I, was just, yeah. I was wondering, I was wondering if maybe those were from like civilizations that he's conquered. Yeah, like he crafts them like, the same he, way. He yeah, I like, see that. And yeah. stuff like that. I could totally see that. Like yeah. he's training himself, like in like martial arts styles he's seen like throughout the galaxy, sort of thing. Yeah, I could see that. That would be perfect for his character. Oh, yeah, actually. it's interesting. Yeah, it it would be nice if. I'm sure they just made the shit up, but it would be nice if they had backstories for well, it. Well, I mean, you have the Thrawn book coming out, what, next month? Uh, April. Yeah. And, in fact, they just released the first excerpt from, and we can talk about that after, towards the end of the, the podcast, okay. but, yeah. I haven't read it, but, okay. I did. It, it's it got cool? an interesting little tidbit, yeah. Oh, okay. So we can talk about that. Um, <clears throat> Thrawn literally has blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, he probably does, but <laughs> I never really thought about it until just now, Brian. <laughs> Thanks for the mental picture. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Delete. Damn thing's broken. <laughs> but anyway, I thought it was nice that they showed that side to him. It gives Thrawn a little bit more depth. Oh, yeah. Than... It's definitely an interesting character and, you know, aspect outside of the tactician and art lover sort of thing. Yeah, so definitely good. Um, so we'll go on. So he has the meeting with Admiral Constantine. List Callus, uh, and then they introduce IS the ISB Colonel Wolf Yularen. Uh, Yularen Yularen uh, has been seen before. Uh, he's the old man in the white white suit when they do when they have the big round meeting table at the Death Star and the New Hope. Okay, that's him. So he's going to make it to the New Hope, is what we're saying. Yes, he. We know he makes it to the New Hope. Beyond he doesn't that, die. Well, he might die in the first Death Star. We're not sure. Um, so he's there. He's also they reverse. Do you think the Empire ever created a memorial for the first Death Star? <laughs> I don't know. Like That's you, complete you, way to go way left field on me. But um, oh, sorry, just it crossed my mind. Like there was a lot of people that died in the first Death Star. They never really mentioned it. <laughs> it's just one two zero. It reads like fourteen thousand one hundred forty seven dumbasses died. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. it's the Rebels' tombstone I, for the first Death Star. I, I Stupid could, airport. Yeah, I could kind of see the Emperor going, yeah, they're all fucking morons. And, well, shouldn't know. have stayed on the ship. Yeah, so, um, but I don't know. Talk to Kevin Smith. He's big on Death Star and oh, okay. employees and stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, so he's been in it from A New Hope. They actually re- kind of took that same character for Clone Wars and made him a younger version in Clone Wars. Yeah, There he was an admiral in the... Uh, the Republic Navy, and he served alongside not only Obi-Wan Kenobi, but Anakin Skywalker as well. Nice. So we've seen this guy before. Hmm. So now we're just seeing him. He made a jump after the war and uh, became, and joined the ISB. And now he's like the big wig in the ISB and the, hmm. the big teacher. And oh, It mentions that like uh, Callus was a student of his, right? Yeah, Callus is his... Uh, he's a... Uh, 
He was, was his star pupil, is what he said. That was the word. Well, I think he said he was one of his star pupils. One of his star pupils. So, yeah, he, he did keeps... well for, like, that class. Yeah, and he said he kept track of his <laughs> so star For that pupils. class of dumbasses, he wasn't a complete moron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he was able to make it past Stormtrooper. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Whereas uh, everyone else that year, huge disappointments. So, yeah, so... Uh, Thrawn's brought him in to find whoever whoever Fulcrum is. He knows mm. he's the, he's found he's figured out enough that the, all their failures well, that they had is because of the, the it, they it's have to have a spy he brings him in because that kind of su- suggests that he might suspect Callus already. Oh, I think he does because like you would wouldn't really bring someone in who knew like that person that well no. unless he was already kind of one of the heavier suspects. No, and he. He makes some comments in some past episodes that makes you think that he's at least a person of interest. Yeah. Or, or you know, to the throne. Yeah. Yep. He, he has no evidence, but he, he suspects it. Mm. So, just by, you know, how he is and how he's able to put everything together. And yeah. See, he, he's connected Callus some is dots. is always involved and, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's connected the dots. So, um... <clears throat> But uh, yeah, so but the the funny thing, like you were talking about, uh, Aaron, was your Lauren does not even suspect Callus at all because mm. he's even talking strategy with Callus right out of the meeting. He's mm. like, "Well, how do you think they're doing this? Do you think it's somebody- yeah?" They're talking about how they're like uh, transmitting everything. Yeah, he's he talking could- about how well clearly Fulker must have a way of transmitting things we're not aware of yet. You think it's somebody from the communication team? Yeah, exactly, and it, it's it's just like you, he's supposed to interrogate these people, and with Callus, he's just kind of like, well, I'm kind of skipping over that. You're going to help me find whoever the spy is. Yeah, never thinks for a second mm. that you know Callus may be the spy himself. Yeah, right. So and it's kind of a cool theme because it's the whole master and apprentice scene that we and theme is it? we've kind of, kind of yeah master teacher teacher student. Well, I mean yeah it's know. a teacher student dynamic but but it's kind I, of it's not thing. really the same you know well, Sith Lord Sith training it's your not, Jedi master there's apprentice no thing. there's no force involved but it's kind of the same premise because they're they're, know, they're bouncing like, they're off t- of each other they're bouncing thoughts you know across each other but it's really just like kind of talking shop sort of thing isn't well it? it's but it's their it's their their thing right they're both ISB they're both you yeah know, right, fair enough imperial agents and blah blah blah. So, <laughs> let's talk about setting up poor list, or uh, uh, Lieutenant Dumbass, as we've come to call him, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we get in the whole Callus's. Uh, Callus basically says, uh, uh, or, or no, list actually mentions like the uh, you learn actually how popular he is, or how much. Mm. Uh, He's a very well respected figure. Yeah, he even says that uh, no traitor escapes the eye of Yolaren for long. Mm. So we get the, you know, they're establishing pretty well that he is the authority. They're adding credibility to him. Yeah, Yeah. very much so. So, um, and then Callus kind of uses that that moment and kind of baits um, baits list and tells him that the ISP is actually looking into Governor Price after you know he. I think even the scene before that he. He, he even propped him up a little bit. He gave mm. him credit for capturing what uh, Ezra. Yeah, yeah. We know him as Ezra, but a bounty hunter or whatever. Yeah, he, he gave him price. credit for it, kind of like drawing attention to him essentially. Yeah. And he kind of uses that whole you know where List was talking about how he wants to make a better impression. And he uses that against him. He yeah he uses his own ambition. I mean, you take him. someone that's you know really you know trying to be moving their career along or you know 
they they want that prestige, then giving them what they want it lowers the guard. Oh, absolutely! And he, I like how he puts his arm around him, and he's like all buddy buddy, and he's like, yeah. "Well, you know, not something uh, very common in the Empire. No, no, so no. it really should stand out as a red flag. It should to anybody else, but <laughs> stranger danger. Stranger danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much everyone in the Empire they have their their boundaries. There's that little hula hoop you don't cross. <laughs> But so he baits him and he says, keep an eye on Governor Price, the ISB's watcher, and mm. then switches out code cylinders on him without him even knowing. So. Yeah, well, he's not a very well-respected person for a reason. Right. And then he takes his code, he takes this uh, code cylinder, frees Ezra with it, end up getting into Thrawn's office with it, mm. and even disguises Ezra to look like Liss to set him up even yeah. further. Yeah, so that way when Ezra like does the little mind trick on the uh, Stormtrooper, he thinks it's List. Yeah, and he continue. Yeah, and he continues to bait him even the whole time. He's like, uh, he uses the comm link and he tells List, uh, you know, that Price is heading with Thrawn, and you learn. Well, the yeah, he uses block. that to uh, know where Price and Thrawn are. Right, and he's, that way that when they go into the office, like they're not. Worried about running into someone in there directly. Just like a game of chess. And then you also have that moment where it's like, well, keep an eye on her, but make sure you're not spotted. That way the my alibi fucking lines up. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. It really shows a lot of skill for Callus there. Yeah, it's, to, it's to actually... it around. It's weird because whenever you see him fighting the Rebels, see none of that skill. Not really, no. Well, this is different, though, because this is... But I, I think is, I know what you're getting at. This though. is more manipulation than it is, yeah, like a like a battle skill. It's not mm. really a battle strategy, right? But he's he's turning things around. Yeah, it's interesting because it kind of is like, oh well, Kalos clearly works better as a spy than he does as an actual like ISP lieutenant. Yeah. yeah, I agree because he's very good at it. He's very good at using, uh, good at reading people. Mm. We get to see that. You know, he's reading list. He's using list. He knows how to yeah push his buttons, put him in certain places. You know, basically to to have him take be the fall guy. Yeah, the Pats definitely game, does. It's very uh, very cool. Um, so we get into uh, let's get, you go back to Thrawn's office and how they broke they break into Thrawn's office because they need the security code that we talked mm. about. And um, oh wait, oh there's also the, the planets. plans yeah. about the planets. Yeah, they have the red plants marked where the Callus assumes they are. But the funny thing is, like, I feel Callus knows that map well enough that he's going to notice the change. Thrawn, you Thrawn? mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, Thrawn. Thought the same. I actually thought the same thing. Because you see Thrawn staring at it, like, a um, few minutes later on, where he's just, like, looking at it. It's like, something's different. Oh, there was a planet there, and now there's something there. Like, and I think that's going to be the giveaway. Is like, he's going to figure that out. I think that's what's... I think it's going to narrow it down even further. Mm. Yeah, because I think he's going to start... Figure uh, out. I, I agree with you that he's tactical enough to memorize that entire map by now. Yeah. Well, I mean, because especially he lowered it down to, what, like 90 planets? Something like that, yeah. So, it's kind of in a concentrated area, so... Like, he's going to, not only does he have an appreciation for art that's going to be looking for, like, minute details, mm-hmm. and he's meticulous enough as it is, but, like, I, I feel like just how they had that shown and set up, like, it kind of suggests, like, he's actually going to, like, figure it out from their change. Like, it might have been almost a plant waiting for them to come to change it. Uh, yeah, I think, well, That's yeah. what I thought it was at first. Yeah. He could. I didn't really think about it like that. He could have left it intentionally, but I don't think that's how it it actually worked out. But I agree with you, though, that he is going to figure it out based on what they did because he's very big on what 
on things that he's he's very big on not only things that change but things that don't change and mm. reading into everything on all all times. So. Oh yeah, very meticulous guy and yeah, very I think it's Sherlock Holmes esque kind of kind of like maybe a bit more general warlike, but yeah, there, there's a comparison to be made. Kind of, I mean, just his the way he breaks things down and whatnot. Yeah, um, I think it's odd that the, none of the stuff in the future has a return to previous save spot. <laughs> like they you can just go like in, a, an undo button. Yeah, they can just go yeah. in and just ch- change this. Put a plan here, take that one out. Like, there should be a log for it in the data yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. you'd yeah. think so, but it's just whether he'd actually go into it and actually look for that information. Yeah. So, I, I think the big thing to take away from the office was I liked how Callus reprogrammed those sentry droids because again it shows it, it provided a distraction yeah it, not only did it provide the, the distraction but it just like Callus's skill set like we were just talking about is mm. expanding i mean he's he sends out secret communications that they can't mm. pick up so he's got some technical expertise there he reprogrammed the droids so you know it kind of shows that that Callus is yeah, kind of got a vast knowledge. It's just weird because just you look at him like in FBI season one agent. and even into season two, and it's almost like he comes across as being incompetent. Whereas this time, like yep. you see it almost on the opposite end of the spectrum, like in this skill set, he does really well. You know, it almost it almost feels well, like he knows his environment. Though. It almost feels like it's a Filoni, right? Yeah, Dave Filoni. Yeah, it almost feels like he got was kind of catching some crap, and like this guy, look, he's. Why is he even in the position he's in? Mm. Yeah, he doesn't like. There's a like lot said, of like empire characters. That he doesn't have now. any kind of skill set <laughs> that would do this. And now, here in the last little bit, we're we're starting to get pieces of why he's actually kind of probably in those positions. He does have that wide skill set to be in that position. Mm. That's a good point. But anyway, he does such a good job with the droids that even Thrawn, for a brief moment, thinks that Ezra's list when he walks out the room while he's being distracted, even. So you know, in a I way. mean, possibly. I don't. But know he kind of falls. Granted, he's fighting people, and he only sees them out of the corner of his eye. But I wasn't even, even he aware goes, if he saw him. Was oh, he yeah, did. yeah, because he goes list. Yeah, because he saw he saw the back of him yeah. run out. Right. Oh, okay. And he goes list. And that's of course later he figures it out. Mm. For that moment, I mean, they they even full thrown yeah. for a brief second, which is pretty good. All right, so escape from Thrawn's ship. Um, so list being the patsy that he is. Is, yeah, just yeah. kind of a being Follow, kind of eager about it. Yeah, he he's, he continues. He follows Price, and he's by this point he's he he convinces himself that she is the spy. Oh, especially by the time that she's fighting with Kanan and Kanan Rex, who Rex. are in stormtrooper yeah, outfit, show up. he's like, "Oh, that bitch! I'm going to get, get her. her!" And he actually ends up helping them because she ends up he yeah. ends up shooting Price. Yeah, essentially they get into this whole big fight, and just all of a sudden, like she has the upper hand and just. Shot in the back. Yeah, and then you have was it Yehan Yulhan? Yularen sees the whole thing. Yeah, sees the whole thing is He's like the eyewitness. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you <fucked up. laughs> then Callus completes the setup. He grabs yeah, he him. He tackles him. You the, takes him to the ground. Yeah, switches out their switch, pens. Switches out the cylinders and goes. You're the your fulcrum, the rebel spy traitor. Yeah, I think is what and he calls. Just listens the whole time. He's like, "What happened? I thought I was doing good." <laughs> I, I thought she, she's a spy. What? I no. I, I did. I did fine. So and then he tells Ezra he can do more good by staying here, and then he has captured Fulcrum as they're leaving before everybody shows back up. Yeah. I don't know if I were you guys. If you knew you were up against somebody like Thrawn, 
wouldn't you just say fuck it and go? I mean, yep. I, that's most that's likely. How I felt. Yeah, but it's one of those things. It it depends on his ego, it, whether he thinks he's continuing to be able to get away with it going forward. Do you think maybe he just wants he likes matching wits with Thrawn, or you possibly think that? And maybe? I think he hates Governor Price. But yeah, he does definitely hate Price. There's no doubt about that. Like, I actually think like that's half his motivation. Just to stay around and stick it to her all yeah. the time. A little bit. I can see that. I don't know. Like I said, I was... I, I just thought the line was a cop-out. I thought he's just not really ready to join the Rebels yet. Yeah. I mean, it could definitely could be that. And the trust issues, but I don't know. I was just like... I would leave. I would get the hell out. Oh, yeah. I'd played this game as long as I can play it. But it's also when things like leaving would show that you are fulcrum. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it definitely is, once thing, once you're gone, you're gone. That, yeah, and I just, I think, though, you would think that going up against Thrawn, you can only play so long, you can only play the game so long before he figures it out, oh, which yeah. he does. So, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, but that's just not how it's written out, I guess. I guess, but I don't know. I just, it's like, why? Why? I was, like, yelling at the TV almost. I was like, like leave, you motherfucker. Yeah, you stupid ass. <laughs> Go now. Um, so, and then, of course, Thrawn, you know, um, Callus accepts his congratulations and his apologies. Mm. He actually apologizes for not capturing List or Fulcrum sooner because mm. they did attempt an assassination attempt on Thrawn. Of course, yeah. it was him. And then Thrawn, you know, says, "Well, you'll get an accommodate. You'll be well rewarded. And yeah, yeah, be accommodated. And yeah, sends him on his way. Yeah, just kind of a nice managerial kind of good job, right? And yeah. then sends him out. And then I think it's funny how he even waits for Yularen to say something, and then Yularen even says that was wrapped up way too tight. Yeah, like Yularen has his suspicions as well. Yeah, he's like it's way too tight, way too neat. Yeah, like everything just came together too perfectly there. Yeah." Like, that, it seems too well for, like, it. You're they're used to having things like those little odds and ends that don't line up, so. Right, and then it's almost like he knew Yularen was going to say that because then he gets to do his Sherlock Holmes moment with the... Oh, yeah. I uh, mean, with that, the bounty that is hunter. the show's writing, so. Right, but it, that's, you know... He, yeah, it, it's a perfect setup for it, a monologue. I don't know. I don't know, Brian, what do you think about... Yeah, I mean, it was just... I agree with the way they... they kind of with the way it did it, but it was just weird that... There was an how big of that. There was an assassination attempt. They just caught a spy, and your next thing is, well, that was just wrapped up too neatly. Mm. <laughs> Fairly positive. That's not what I would be thinking if that just happened. I'd be like, oh my god, what a day. Yeah. You know, not right afterwards and like, well, that was wrapped up too neatly. Mm. I think I would be probably even going into List's past, and if you think List is really the spy, or even. Even if you don't, at least go back and see what damage hmm. there is. Well, or one of the reasons they don't suspect, or they suspect Callus is because they know List's history, and they're like, he doesn't really seem competent enough for this, right? No, he's definitely not. That's true. They like, one of their main reasons to suspect Callus is, since that's one of the two people that was in there to begin with, Yeah, is that List has not shown himself to be competent in any way. No, that's true. And then they do, they do say that as much, and that's true, yeah, yeah. so... That could be part of why, why even Thrawn, well, Thrawn, or why your Lauren's probably having second thoughts anyway. I'm sure. Yeah, because he even mentions like you Lauren himself says like List doesn't seem smart enough to carry that out. Yeah, and then you know he does his deductive. The artwork's by Sabine, I believe the which seems a bit of a stretch, but it 
Fair enough. Well, it's logical. I mean, he, he's been studying their artwork. He's been studying every well, minute yeah, detail of the Rebels. Th- there's lots of taggers on any planet, I'm sure, though. Now, I think it might have been a bit of a stretch when he goes on further to say that the young boy was probably Ezra Bridger. Yeah. But he might be just doing a side-by-side comparison hmm. with List. And, Ezra know, does seem to be could, one of the go-to agents for the Rebellion in that sector. So, And he might also went off and said, who could look like List and get away with it? Hmm. Maybe that's how he deducted it. I don't know. Um, but then I think the bigger thing is, you know, he says Callus is Fulcrum and even Yolaren goes, well, I wouldn't have suspected him. And that's yeah. What he admits it. And he goes, well, that's why you were deceived. You mm. know? That's why most people were deceived. Right. Because he, he would, he'd be the last one you would suspect. So. Mm. Um, but yeah, overall it was a pretty good episode. So I, I thought anyway, and I thought it was a good use of Thrawn here. Yeah, well. it is actually one of the few episodes that's really developed Thrawn in a while. So Yeah, it's been a long time, and I, I enjoyed all that. But anyway, we'll get into that uh, next with Final Thoughts and Grades. All right, Mr. Eckenbauer. Since you found my Final Thoughts and Grades, kind yeah, of funny. Go ahead. Funny. <laughs> yeah. um, I enjoyed the episode. Um, I've enjoyed a lot of the last episodes. I haven't got really podcasts on them at all, but yeah, um, I, I did enjoy this episode. I, I'm more so the uh, lightsaber duel action ones, but this this episode wasn't bad. Yeah, uh, Aaron, uh, I'd probably give the episode like a B. Like it's a pretty solid episode. You get to see development of Thrawn, some Musicalis, but at the same time, there are some bits that seem a little forced and you know kind of there from just to move along the plot. Yeah, that's fair. I, um, I would actually give it. I'll give it a B plus. I I liked how they showed the other side of Thrawn. I liked, I liked the mental game that they played. Mm. I liked the the the, sh- the I don't know. Cloak and dagger is the right. It's kind right, of very much a spy espionage. A spy episode. espionage episode. I like that. I it was nice change of pace. It's just enough action in it. Um, you know, yes, there were no lightsabers or anything huge mm. action-wise, but it was a good... You had some assassin droids. Those are it cool. was, yeah, it was some good action. There was some good, just enough to be a good spy thriller episode. And, uh, yeah, we got to expand, and we know that, that uh, Thrawn is on to Kallus, and I liked how, at the end, he said that... Uh, um, uh, that Agent uh, or that Agent Fulcrum will be far more used to the Empire than Callus ever it, was. Yeah, than Agent Callus ever was. So. Which, if you look at season one and two, that that seems adequate. Yeah. It seems a basically fair you tell well, it what's going to happen is they're going to feed him bad information, so he feeds it. Yeah, right. I mean, at that point, you're just having information. You know, orders, they're going to use him, and they're going to use him real well. But you know, it does kind of bring up our point though that we've been talking about that he does make a better spy than he does a, a cop, yeah. essentially. Or an inspector, or, yeah, or military leader. Whatever. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, so it's going to be very interesting to see what Thrawn does next. Oh, yeah. And how he's going to uh, set the Rebels up. We've only got, I think, four more episodes left, and the last two episodes are together. So mm. really only three episodes left, guys. So. Yeah, so we might see Thrawn going on to the next season. Yeah, absolutely. Three episodes left, we see the Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is not this next episode, but the episode after. Yeah. That that's the Twin Sons episode. Okay. So oh. we're coming we're counting down. It's getting closer, guys. So yeah. um, did you guys want to talk real quick about that excerpt? Real yeah. quick. What was it? Um, so the big and this is a spoiler alert. If you don't want to be spoiled, turn off the podcast right now. 
Um, so you've been warned. Uh, the big, the excerp is a, it's almost like a prequel where Thrawn is first introduced to the, uh, the Emperor. Okay. And there's a big back and forth between him negotiating with the Emperor to help him save his people. Okay. By him serving the Empire in exchange. Okay, so he's serving the Empire to save his planet or race or, or, or race, something like that. Right. Because it's a dwindling race, right? Yeah. Like it's... Like he's um, the like ch- the only one you really see in the Star Wars a, universe. The, the blue vampire people. He's yeah. not really. Well, a- they're they're called the Chiss. C H I S S. Um, but yeah, he's Chiss. the Chiss. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, so he's going back and forth with all this, and and basically the Emperor's like, "What do you got? What do you got as proof that you'll keep your word? You know what? What are you gonna do?" Mm. And he goes, "Well, you have my word." And he goes, "Well." The Emperor's like, well, how, how do I know that your your, your word is good? Mm. And that's when the last line, a couple lines in the this little excerpt of the book goes, well, just ask your servant, Anakin Skywalker. Or he asks, ask your servant. And the Emperor says, well, who's my servant? And then he goes, Anakin Skywalker. And that's where they, they leave it okay, off. Okay, so like it's clearly he's aware of Vader Skywalker. Right. Not only does he know Vader Skywalker, but obviously somewhere in the past, Thrawn... And Anakin cross paths. Okay. So, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So there's a little bit more deep history there. Going on. Yeah, so. I mean, it kind of makes sense to kind of throw that in somewhere. So I think I don't think the whole book's going to be a prequel, but I think it it's going it to show. Its moments. It's going to have its moments. It's going to fill in some of his backstory. Okay. I imagine cool. it'll go beyond Rebels, wherever they decide to do. Yeah. And however, we don't yeah. know how that's going to play out yet. Yeah. Because okay. the last, I imagine the last two episodes of the the year, which is a. Last two episodes after the Kenobi episode, and those are going to be about the the Empire finding the base mm. and all that. So obviously we'll find out what happens with Thrawn and if he'll be around next season or not. Cool. Um, all right, so that's our podcast for today. Uh, if you want to know where to find four Midwest guys, I'll make it real short, sweet, and simple. We have a brand new website. 4MidwestGuys.com The number 4 MidwestGuys.com Type that in That takes you there We have a link to our podcast To Podbean To iTunes To YouTube To Twitter Everything you need is there Including all of our podcasts Our podcasts are categorized At the top You'll see links You'll see the names of the shows If you just want to listen to One particular show Like this one Star Wars Rebels HQ Or if you want to just listen to uh, Marvel DC Kings or if you want to listen to our brand new series, uh, Binge Watch, you just click the link and it'll all it'll get take you to a page with just those podcasts. Or you can watch them in the order that they're released on the main site. So make sure you go to four the number four MidwestGuys.com today. There's even a little welcome message from me on there. So uh, just uh, check it out, and uh, you can also leave comments on each individual podcast and uh, there's a way there's a contact us you can leave us a message all you have to do is type in your email address type right into the box leave us a message and then it'll come right to our email address so plenty of ways to reach us it's all one stop shop it's all brand new uh, please check it out and uh, check us out there um, alright uh, Aaron I want to thank you for joining us yep no problem Mr. Ankenbauer welcome back and thanks, thanks for joining us thanks for having me back man absolutely and for myself B. Willie saying may the force be with you always always